Coming to you from the heart of Southern California. Welcome to Balloons by Scotty, a podcast dedicated to balloon artistry and business. In three short years, Scotty Taylor created a six-figure business from the ground up, purely by word of mouth and referrals. She has gone on to create balloon designs for top-rated celebrities, athletes, corporate, and nonprofit events. And she's here to share her secrets with you. Now, here's your host, Scotty Taylor. Welcome, 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 fellow balloon artists and entrepreneurs. My name is Scotty Taylor, and I'm coming to you from sunny North County, San Diego. I'm so excited to be here with you to give you all the tips and tricks you need to grow your balloon business into exactly what you're dreaming of, and even more importantly, integrating it into your life so it can be fun and exciting, and you can unleash all the creativity you've dreamed of while making money and having the perfect work-life balance. I'm going to give you all the inside information I wish someone would have told me when I first got started out because it would have saved me so much time, energy, and money. Today, we're going to discuss large-scale installations, and I'm going to walk you through the most recent installation I did for the San Diego Museum of Art. We'll go slowly step-by-step from start to finish so you can understand all the moving parts required before you decide that you're ready to take on a job this large. To see what I'm explaining and to follow along, please head over to my Instagram page, at Balloons by Scotty, and while you're at it, go ahead and give me a like and a follow, please. As a former fine artist, it's really important to me to balance the day-to-day birthday balloon and event balloon work with opportunities to really take balloons to the next level artistically and to use them simply as the medium with which I've chosen to express my creativity. Over the last few years, I've developed a wonderful working relationship with the events director of the San Diego Museum of Art. She's an artist in her own right, and we really see eye to eye on concepts and themes, and she trusts me to be able to take minimal direction to produce something extraordinary. In your own business, these kinds of relationships should be very intentional, and you should take time to conceptualize work that you can do in the industries that mean something personally to you and that bring you joy. If you're a diehard baseball fan, you should be contacting baseball organizations and earning their trust by doing your best work for small events for minimal profit. If you're a skincare product junkie, look for beauty conventions or trade shows in your area and send the production company a proposal. Scope out the industries that you truly want to be a part of and the hard work will bring you so much more joy. You may have to bite the bullet and use this as a marketing budget, but it's really important. So when Sarah contacted me to create the design that would be the main focal decor of the museum's really popular culture and cocktails event, she gave me the theme of cubism and she gave me a color palette from a rug design that would become one of the lounge areas for the event. The event itself usually coincides with the opening, one of the rotating exhibits, and this one was opening a Picasso exhibit. So she also gave me some images of furniture pieces she had chosen and linen prints, and I used all these things to come up with an initial design concept that I submitted to her. 
even though Sarah trusts my artistic vision and she doesn't expect this step from me, it's important for me to go to the extra mile for her because she's doing me such a favor by allowing me to come in and decorate this gorgeous historical space. The concept I had initially submitted changed completely when I got into the space and I started creating the actual design. But Sarah trusts my judgment and she knows that I will deliver something impactful, tasteful, and spectacular for her. Because of the cubism theme, I naturally wanted to incorporate the popular 4D square balloons that are everywhere right now. People use them for, you know, they make like Christmas presents and birthday presents out of them. About a year ago, I saw a photo of a design that had used only the cubes and it was all one color. And I just fell in love. I have been waiting for the perfect time to do a version of what I saw. And the museum was the perfect client for this. These balloons are really pricey when you buy them from an American distributor. So initially, because of the large scale of the installation, I really didn't think that using only strictly cube balloons was in the budget. I thought it would just be way too expensive because the design was centered around these really elongated rectangular shapes. So I knew it would take a ton of them. So to kind of combat that, I kind of compromised and I was going to make the center of these large elongated garland shapes using just the latex round balloons. And then I was just going to scatter the, the square balloons kind of throughout around the perimeter. But when I started playing around and testing the shapes using the latex balloons several weeks before the event, my heart just wasn't in it. I knew it just wouldn't be as striking as an all cube design. And so I just ended up biting the cost of the hundreds of latex balloons I had ordered because I, I know I'll use those down the road, even if the colors aren't a really popular color. So I started looking, ordering directly from China. It's always an option, but you have to have at the very least six weeks or so before your job. I would say even eight to 10 weeks because shipping speeds these days are so unpredictable. Also take into account that you are going to need to factor in additional labor time for these balloons. As you're probably aware, many of the valves of foil balloons, they're faulty. It's just, they are fragile and dainty and a lot of them are faulty. So having a heat sealer is really important sometimes when using them. When I work with these balloons, I do take extra precautions to make sure they are not going to start deflating the minute they're blown up. That means I either heat seal them or in the case of these cube balloons, I taped every single valve off with clear shipping tape. And then I tied every one of them off with a 260 cube balloon. I did not want to get these installed and hanging from the ceiling only to see them start deflating, especially since I was installing over 20 hours 24 hours before the event. When I arrived at the event the evening after I had installed them the day before, after I inspected them, I, you know, I kind of hyperventilated on the whole way to the event. Like, what am I going to walk into? I mean, I got in and it looked great. And so then I started scoping it out and really kind of inspecting. And I could only find one balloon out of the approximate five to 600 that was deflated. So I was so proud of myself that I had really taken the time to do that. 
I'm positive no one noticed it except me. It was kind of at the top of one and I was staring down from a staircase. So it just nobody noticed. It was great. It was perfect. Even if a few more had, it would have just been just fine. But in addition to the change of the materials from my initial design, I also changed the color palette. Initially, each separate cluster that you see in those Instagram photos, they weren't going to be the monochromatic style that I ended up with there, but they were going to be a medley of many colors, almost, almost an ombre, but not quite. But when I got into this gorgeous space, I started putting things together. I started clumping all the clusters together. I really thought it distracted from the elegance and the complexity of the museum's architecture. Additionally, Sarah has a wonderful event production team that creates the stunning lighting design for the museum events. And I knew that the play of these changing colorful lights off of the large clusters of the monochromatic squares, I knew it would create really interesting effects. And I really wasn't wrong. At one point, I stopped cold because I looked up and the teal clusters were reflecting off of the facets on the large middle gold structure. And it was just breathtaking. I stood there and I was like, that, that is what I was going for. So <laughs> when I began blowing the cubes up, I definitely had to play around for a bit, trying out ways to tie them all together. Fishing line and string, they were just popping them. The, the seams and the, the corners of these balloons are just way too delicate. So I ended up doing what I normally do, which is not cost effective. However, it's the easiest for me and it's worth it. Um, I use 260Qs to twist and tie everything together. And that's what I did with these. So because I knew I had to fit through the museum's front doors, there are two double doors with a guinea long wooden plank in the middle. I made small bunches that would easily transport and fit through that door. And then when I got in there to the rotunda of the museum, then I started assembling them into the larger cluster shapes that you see in the finished product. Because we gave ourselves ample time to get everything perfect and hung, we blocked off the entire day before the event and we ended up needing almost all day. Although I normally have access to a sprinter sized van, I rented a 20 foot U-Haul truck and filled up the entire thing. U-Haul's rates are really inexpensive. And for me, it's been more cost effective than trying to own and operate a larger van. It's so easy for me to pick up the truck close to my house the night before, fill it up and let it sit overnight. Then I can get going to my destination bright and early the next morning. I have driven some of the largest trucks that U-Haul rents completely by myself. And let me tell you, it is something that has been empowering for me. When I hop down out of that truck after maneuvering it around all day, I feel like I can do anything I put my mind to. That being said, I always get insurance. I am a bad driver already, and that would just it, it not be good. So... Yeah, we got down there. I took only one person with me on this event. I took my 18-year-old daughter. Even though I probably could have done the installation myself, it would have been really physically grueling for me. It would have I was already so physically exhausted the next day. And I always feel like having my daughter around 
just as a backup design eye, she's got a really good eye and I use her design sense to confirm some of my ideas. And I really trust her judgment. I at points just said, Hey, what do you think about this? What would you do here? What do I need to do? You tell me. And then whatever she said, I went with and she's got it. Like she has the eye. So because Sarah always uses the same event production company for her events, the people helping me with the logistics of hanging the large clusters, they're experienced with the space and they really understand how to help me best achieve the look I'm going for. Shout out to Dell of Pacific Event Productions for always being the man with the plan. For this installation, we needed the clusters hanging directly from the museum's rotunda ceiling which is basically at the top, you look up and it's a big metal grid with these acrylic square pieces that can be lifted up. And then there's more ceiling space above it. So Dell is able to put on a safety harness and he walks along the top of that grid where he just pulls up the acrylic square and lowers down rope to me from the exact locations that I need them to be in order to space them out correctly. The museum is over three stories tall, so he and I communicate by walkie-talkies. He would lower the rope down to me. I would attach the cluster. I'd have him lift the shape up just until it's hanging vertically so I could walk around it and maybe fill in some gaps and get the shape exactly the way I wanted it or even cut out some that were already deflating. I'd then radio up to him to take it up and we'd lift and lower the shape until it was hanging perfectly arranged with the others. During this process, I ran all over the museum because I wanted to make sure that there was maximum impact right when the people walked in. And I wanted to make sure that there were ample photo opportunities at every single level. I have to say that the entire process went so much more smoothly than I could have imagined. And the day stayed at a calm, cool, collected level the entire time. Even though I had scheduled ample problem solving time in case something had gone wrong. The day went perfectly and we even finished up with enough time to take a breather and um, yeah, got home at a decent hour and missed traffic. It was great. Doing big jobs like these where I have total artistic freedom to just create something that something that's really interesting. It's what keeps me going on the smaller jobs. These jobs, they bring me confidence. They allow me to explore how balloons can work together to produce something breathtaking. And it keeps my creative juices flowing as I try to figure out how to wow people the next time. I'm constantly driving by places and thinking, oh, that's a great space. What would be awesome there? And it's really a fun process. So I recommend finding these jobs that you love because the experiences, they'll help you in those trying times where everything just seems to be going wrong. And I know you guys have them because, yeah, they're hard to get through and you're exhausted and sweaty after and want to cry. But then we get up and we do it again and everything goes right and you will just want to keep on going. So thank you guys for listening today. Remember to go to my Instagram at balloons by Scotty so you can check out some of my work. And I'm looking forward to having you back here next week where I'll be hosting my first guest. I hope this podcast helps you to create a bright and colorful life that you love. This is your reminder that just like in life, sometimes everything goes awry. You've got to regroup, you've got to apologize, and you've got to figure out how to get it done. Now go out there and spread some smiles.
Thanks for listening to Balloons by Scotty. Please subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Scotty, check out Balloons by Scotty on Instagram. We'll see you next time.